Hello, everybody. Welcome to Transformations Podcast. And I have a new episode for you guys. So I'm going to uh, summarize First um, Kings. And we're going to be in chapter 13. In chapter 13, the man of God died because he went against God. He said no to going to Cain Jeroboam's house in Eden there. Verses 7 through 10. And from an old prophet in Bethlehem, verses 11 through, 7, 11 through 17. But believed a lie from the old prophet that it was okay to do so and gave in. Verses 18 to 19. As a result, he was killed by a lion. God gives specific instructions to do something. And even if someone else comes and says it's okay, do not do it. God's word is what is going to judge us in judgment day. That is why adding extra books and insights to the Bible is extremely deadly spiritually. Because that is what the old prophet did. He said it was okay, but it wasn't. The man God was given specific instructions from God. And he didn't have a chance to repent, which is kind of sad. So that is why having the attitude that I can repent later is not good because we may not have that chance. And he started off with great promise. God uses the man of God to make a word that came true in verses 1 through 4 and used him to make a miracle for Jeroboam in verses 4 through 6. This part of the chapter was convicting, verse 26. When the prophet who had brought him back from his journey heard of it, he said, It is the man of God who defiled the word of of the Lord. The Lord has given him over to the lion, which has mauled him and killed him, as the word of the Lord had warned him. End quote. Jeroboam did the following, verses 33 to 34. Even after this, Jeroboam did not change his evil ways, but once more appointed priests for the high places from all sorts of people. Anyone who wanted to become a priest, he concentrated for the high places. This was the sin of the house of Jeroboam that led to his downfall and to his destruction from the face of the earth. End quote. Jeroboam made a deceitful plan, including his wife about his son, but it was found out because God told Al-Jah in verses 1 through 5 of chapter 14. Al-Jah made the prophecy against Jeroboam as well, and God told Al-Jah to tell Jeroboam's wife the following. Verse, verse 7, Go, tell Jeroboam that this is what the Lord of God of Israel says. I raise you among the people and appoint you ruler over my people of Israel, verse 8. I tore the kingdom away from the house of David and gave it to you, but you have not been like my servant David, who kept my commands and followed me with his whole heart, doing only what is right in, in my eyes. Verse 9. You have done more evil than all who live before you. You made for yourself other gods, idols made of metal. You aroused my anger and turned your back on me. Verse 10. Because of this, I am going to bring disaster on the house of Jeroboam. I will cut off from Jeroboam every last male in Israel slave or free and I will no I will burn up the house of Jeroboam as one bird's dung until it's all gone it is also it was also said to Jeroboam's wife verse starting in verse 12 as for you go home when you set foot in your city the boy would die verse 13 all Israel will mourn for him and bury him. He is the only one belonging to Jeroboam who will be buried because he is the only one in the house of Jeroboam in whom the Lord, the God of Israel, has found anything good. Wow. Verse 14. The Lord will raise for himself a cane over Israel who will cut off the family of Jeroboam. 
Even now, this is beginning to happen. End quote. Jeroboam's wife. Um, Jeroboam's um, Jeroboam's wife uh, went home. Um, like okay, so Jeroboam's wife went home, and the boy died in verse seventeen. Jeroboam was the king, and the I mean, Rehoboam was the king, and the following happened. Verse twenty one. Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, was the king of Judah. He was 41 years old when he became king and reigned 17 years in Jerusalem, the city the Lord had chosen out of all the tribes of Israel in which to put his name. His mom's name was Nelma. She was an Elamite. Judah did evil in the eyes of the Lord. By the sins they committed, they stirred up his jealous anger more than those who were before them had done. That was verse 22, verse 23 now. They also set themselves high places, sacred stones, and astral poles on every high hill and under every spreading tree. Verse 24. They were even male shrine prostitutes in the land. The people engaged in all detestable practices of the nations of the Lord had driven them out before the Israelites. End quote. And chapter 15, Ahab, Nambron, and Bisha were king. They all did evil in the eyes of the Lord. God extended mercy because of David. He committed the sins, starting in verse 3. He committed this, all the sins his father had done before him. His heart was not fully devoted to the Lord, his God, as, as the heart of David, his forefather, had been. Nevertheless, for David's sake, the Lord... His God gave him a lamp in Jerusalem by raising up a son to deceive him and by making Jerusalem strong. Verse 5. For David had done what was right in the eyes of the Lord and have not failed to keep any of the Lord's commands all the days of his life, except for the case of Uriah the Hittite. End quote. Asa did what was right in the eyes of the Lord in verse 11 and was fully committed to the Lord all his life in verse 15. He did not remove the high places in verse 14. In chapter 16, Elhai, Zimri, and Amri, who did Amri, who's the one who did more evils in the eyes of the Lord, except for Ahab, who became after Amri in verse 25. And Ahab did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Ahab was the worst so far in verse 30. In chapter 17, there was a drought in verse 1. Elijah gets fed in verses 2, 2, 3, and 6. God promised that a widow will feed Elijah in verse 9. The um, the widow thought that she would have a small amount of flour to eat and die, but Elijah asks her to make him, to make it for him, and promises that she would have food to eat. Verses twelve to sixteen, she goes out on faith and believes in God's words and commands. That was huge of her. She did not have proof that she was going to be taken care of, but she stepped out on faith and trusts God from a man named Elijah. This is why it's vital to trust God's believers because he may use them to speak his will in my life. God delivers because she was obedient even though it did not make sense or when it doesn't guarantee a great outcome in verse 16. She gave God, a man Elijah, all she had. And this is why I have a strong conviction on giving contribution because it is the Lord's money even though I'm giving it to the church. Anyways, the widow's son dies in verse 17 but is brought to life in verse 22. She told Elijah that she knows that he is a man of God in verse 24. In chapter 18, Ahab confronted Elijah. Elijah tells Ahab that him and his father's family have caused trouble by abandoning the Lord's commands and following the Baals. 
verse 18. Elijah had a contest between the false idols and God, verses 19 to 20. The real God will respond to the test. Hours and hours, the prophets of Baal were silent, verses 25 to 29, but no response. Elijah prays and delivers them from his prayer. The God, sorry. Um, Elijah prays and God delivers from his prayer in verses 36 to 38. Elijah kills the false prophets in verse 40. God finally sends the rain. It is nice. It was nice to discuss about Obadiah who tried to be faithful to God. He also put his life on the line and obeyed God even though it was going to cost his life. Verses 9 through 14. God always delivers in verse 15. In chapter 19, Jezebel found out that Elijah just about found out what elijah did to the prophets and his physical life was in danger from her he threatens she threatens his life in verse two elijah flees but god feeds him again verses five and six god appears to elijah in verses nine through eighteen god tells elijah and starting in verse 15 the lord said to him go back the way you came and go to the desert of damascus when you get there anoint hezawal Cana over amram Verse 16, also anoint Jerohu, son of Nishite, king of Israel, and anoint Isha, son of Zephon, from Abel-Malachah, to succeed you as prophet. Verse 17, Jehu will put to death any escape the sword of Hazor, and Elisha will put to death those who escape the sword of Jehu. Verse 18, yet I reserve 7,000 in Israel, all who knees have not bowed down to Baal and whose mouth have not kissed him. End quote. Esha becomes Elijah's servant in verse 21. In chapter 20, Ahab is at war with God, his peoples and prophets, and, uh, and Sharia. Um, Ahab's false prophets were killed at Mount Carmel. Uh, let's see. Let me make sure. Yes, there was a drought. Siha and thirty-two kings um, tell Ahab to surrender, and he does temporarily in verses three to four. Shiha changes the agreement, and Ahab refuses that change. A war breaks out, and Ahab gains victory due to God. Verses thirteen, um, twenty to twenty-one. Ben Ahab escapes. God gives Ahab victory to show that God is the Lord over the earth and not just the mountains. Verses 23 to 28. God's people were victorious in verses 29 and 30. Ben Hagar surrenders to Ahab in verse 32. Ahab does not kill Ben Ahab in verse 34. Because of this, Ahab's death was predicted in verse 42. It was a really big deal that he didn't follow God's word. He should have killed Ben Ahab like he was supposed to. Ahab had the victory, but only because of God and God's glory was supposed to be revealed. We cannot expect to gain God's miracles without obeying God to completion. Ahab got God's victories, but did whatever he wanted after. We cannot treat God like that. We have to obey him completely so that his glory and will can be proclaimed in our lives. If we take God's blessings and victory and run with it, it will lead to our downfall. Most importantly, think about how God would feel. He does this big thing for us and we just toss him aside and disobey him. 
God has feelings and he's not this genie that provides for us. I want to have a mature relationship with God and not just take his blessings. God is more important than that and demands respect and wholehearted devotion. I need to tell God every day with my actions and words that he is more important to me than any blessings in the world and source of everything for me. Ahab led Ben Haggard partnership with Saria come above God's commands of God's commands. Yes. Ahab does not repent, but goes home sullen and angry in verse 43. Um, starting in verse 42, he says to the king, this is what the Lord says. You have set free a, ma- a man I have determined should die. Therefore, it is your life for his life. Your people for his people. Verse 43. Solomon angry. The king of Israel went to his palace in Samaria. End quote. Okay, you guys. I'm going to create a next part to summarize First Kings. Thank you so much for listening to the Transformations podcast. And I hope you have a great day. Bye for now.